What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Progress Not Perfection. I'm your host, Jeff Packman, and thank you so much for tuning in, for listening this week. I'm sorry I left you guys last week without an episode. My bad. I had a lot going on, and uh, some weeks I just, to be honest, some weeks I just forget to upload or I can't come up with any good ideas for content. But this week, I had multiple people kind of had the same question, same issue, and so I wanted to dive into a little bit about how to stay on track with your calorie deficit while eating out. Now, I know a lot of you out there, you think that if you're in a calorie deficit, if you're trying to lose fat, you cannot eat out at restaurants because of all the extra calories that they put in the food. They put so much oil, butter, blah, blah, blah in the food that it makes it almost damn near impossible to track the calories. So what is the point? This is also where a lot of people drop the ball. So me coaching plenty of clients over the years, I have seen so many of them absolutely drop the ball when it comes to eating out. So I made this episode specifically to help you guys out to stay on track with your calorie deficit because you can do it. And yes, you may not be able to eat out every single day. And you know, if you're already eating out every single day, you want to pick stuff that is easy to track, that is low calorie, high protein. And those things are just harder to find on the road, on the go. Chipotle is one that I have seen clients use every single day or most days. But here's the thing is that food is loaded with extra sodium so this that's also makes it challenging right because we don't want to just be loading our system with sodium too so all of this stuff is going to make things a little more challenging if you don't have time to cook if you don't have time to prep if you don't have control over your meals you can also look into something like factor meals or you know one of these other meal prep companies i don't have any like deals with any of these companies or anything um but if i do i'll let you guys know all right because a lot of them you know, they can send you like these vacuum sealed meal preps that are super easy and convenient. And a lot of times they break down the price really fairly too. It's like 10 bucks a meal. And so if you don't have time on your hands to prep or you just hate cooking, um, I would definitely recommend you look into a meal prep service. I have seen some people use, um, what is it called? HelloFresh. And the thing about that is that the reason I don't like HelloFresh, I actually was living with some people who subscribe to HelloFresh. And the reason I don't like HelloFresh is because of how much how much dishes those meals actually create. Like I saw them, obviously they're not experienced cooks or anything. They're just like, they know the basics. They followed the instructions. They used all the dishes that each each meal required them to use. And by the end of it, they had this huge pile of dishes. And so like, obviously my goal when I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking mainly for myself and like one other person at most. So for me, my thing is like, what can I make in one pan that is going to take up the least amount of space and cause me to do the least amount of dishes? So a lot of times I will be cooking using the air fryer and just a saute pan. That's the majority of my meals. I'm using the air fryer and a saute pan or one or the other. And so I keep everything really simple. And, and that's kind of how I like to cook at home just to minimize the amount of dishes that I have to do at the end of the night because I hate doing dishes. It's my least favorite part of cooking. If I could, I would hire somebody to just do my dishes for me. That'd be great. So if you're interested in applying for that position, let me know. All right, let's get into it. How to eat out while staying in a calorie deficit. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we get into today's episode, I actually have an announcement. I'm launching group training. That's right. You can get workouts 
for as little as $5 for your first month. And then it's only a dollar a day after that. So if you guys want to get into my group training program, I'm only going to be opening it for up for about 30 people right now just because I want to keep it small. This is like the beta group. So you guys are going to get locked in at a cheaper price. And then eventually I will be raising the prices probably down the line. But, you know, this is this is basically how I am going to deliver cost-effective workouts to people who just like they're just getting started with strength training or maybe they're intermediate with strength training and they just need a program to follow that they can learn from that they can go into the gym with a plan i'm also going to have some home workouts in there too so if you have you know some equipment at home you have some adjustable dumbbells and a bench then you'll have everything you need to do the home workouts as well so you'll have a couple home workouts to do and then a couple gym workouts to do this is also great for somebody who works out a little bit from home and then sometimes they'll, they'll have more time to go to the gym so this is also great for that you know if you have if you're looking to train like three or four times a week and you have the time for it and you have the energy for it and you're stoked to basically get a community of people like-minded people you'll be entered into the group chat and my app and everything is on the app, by the way. So I'll have demonstration videos, instruction videos on how to do every exercise. And you can post form checks into the group. And you have a community of people supporting you along the way. Amazing, right? So if you want to join, um, DM me on Instagram. And I'll, I'll talk to you about it a little bit more. Anyways, let's get into today's episode. Oh, and by the way, that starts on July 4th. July 4th. So I know that's a day that a lot of people don't want to be hitting the gym, but that's when we're starting. So hit the gym before you go to the barbecue. Earn that damn barbecue and let's go. July 4th. How to eat out while staying in a calorie deficit. All right. So in my life experience of 33 years now, there is planned eating versus unplanned eating every single week. So there's like there's the planned eating out and then there's the unplanned eating out. So the planned eating out for me, I'm not much of a social butterfly, but the planned eating out for me is like usually Fridays or Saturdays, I will pick like one restaurant that I really, really am craving. Like, like a lot of times it's Indian food. Sometimes it's Mexican food. Indian or Mexican are my jam. Those people know how to cook. So Indian food or Mexican food, I will usually go all out and I will plan what I'm going to have ahead of time. And a lot of times I don't even plan what I'm going to have. I go ape. I go crazy on that stuff. Friday or Saturday, right? I'll pick one day out of the week because one day is not going to make or break my progress. And a lot of times what I will do is I will under eat a couple days before I know I'm about to go eat, right? So I'll calorie cycle down Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, I'll have my big Indian food feast. And I know that like I've banked up an extra 600 to 1,000 calories from cutting them off a of Thursday, Friday. So I've got an extra 600 to 1,000 calories to blow at Indian food Saturday. And I can really enjoy that food. And I can get the mango lassi. I can get the chutney. I can get the, the naan bread with, with the little sauces and the dipping sauce. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. It's so good. You guys got it. You guys got to try Indian food if you've never had it. But I like um, the tandoori chicken, or I'll get the lamb kebabs, and then I'll get like the little um, lentil soup. And I mean, just like everything at Indian food is so damn good. Anyways, it's really easy to rack up those calories though. So Thursday, Friday, I'll cycle my calories down and I'll rev them up for Saturday. You can do this too. All, all that matters is that 
calories on a weekly basis are equated. So if you're eating 2,000 calories in your calorie deficit, multiply that by 7, 14,000 for the week, and you can do the math. I'm not going to do the math for you, but you can do the math and figure out how many calories you're allowed to have Thursday, Friday, leading up to your big Indian dinner blowout. All right. So that's that's the planned eating out. But and that's the easy part. That's like anybody can do that. Anybody can figure that out. Okay, give myself an extra thousand calories. Boom, I've got two thousand calories extra just for that meal that I can play around with. And I know I'm not gonna go overboard. And I'm gonna keep losing weight. You know, next week I'm gonna weigh in on Monday. I'm gonna just keep losing weight because I stayed in a deficit for the week. Right? And that's how this whole thing works. The unplanned eating out is where things get more tricky. This is where, okay, I'm at a, uh, I'm at a function, I'm at a, uh, I'm at a random barbecue I get invited to, I'm at a, um, a friend's kid's pizza party, or, you know, I'm like in my 30s, so I get invited to like lame stuff like that. Um, I don't get invited to like cool festivals and shit, whatever you young kids are doing. Um, I'm pretty much like a boomer in a, in a, in a, uh, in a millennial's body. But anyways, <laughs> so we so here's what's important though is like you get invited to these random events random things it's hard to plan ahead so what's the answer right do you say yes and you just eat the barbecue and you just have the pizza sometimes sometimes that's the answer sometimes you also just need to say no you need to learn how to say no Okay, and your friends or family are gonna give you a fucking hard time. They're gonna be like, it's only one slice of pizza, it's only one piece of cake. And you know what? My fucking goals are more important than that slice of pizza, than that piece of cake, right? So if I got the calories for it, cool, I'll do it. But a lot of times I don't have the calories for it, okay, because I'm in a fat loss phase and I'm trying to stay consistent. So if a slice of pizza is like fucking 800 calories, which you can look it up, a slice of pizza from Costco is like 800 calories. So if you're eating like 1,800 calories, that's fucking three slices of pizza for the entire day. Is that worth it? Fuck no. You know how much food I can eat for 1,800 calories if I'm not eating fucking pizza? So much food. But... If I eat three pieces of pizza, I'm going to be full for like two hours and I'm going to be hungry again. And I'm going to feel like crap because I didn't eat any vegetables. I had very little protein and so much dietary fat. I'm going to feel like crap. So the answer in that instance is probably I don't need to have pizza. I can either A, find something else to eat or B, bring something else with me or C, Go to Chipotle and go get something there before I go because I know that's the only food they're going to have. And don't be afraid to be a fucking weirdo, okay? Go to the pizza party or whatever and bring a Chipotle bowl with you and eat that there. And if people want to say shit, they could say shit. But why do you fucking care so much what people think? Sorry, this is going to be an episode where I'm going to be hyped up and I'm going to curse. So if that's an issue for you, go ahead and turn the podcast off. Leave me a one-star review. I really don't care. I'm going to get passionate about this because you guys need to stop caring so much about what other people think. This is what's causing you to make shitty decisions, right? You go to Mexican food and the chips and salsa are at the table and just because they're fucking there, you're going to eat them 
because you don't want to be the weirdo that doesn't eat chips and salsa like everyone else is eating. You want to fit in. You want to. You want. You care what other people think way too much, and I struggle with this. I'm I'm guilty as of this as anyone else. So I'm basically talking to myself. Stop fucking caring so much what other people think. Be a weirdo, right? There's this whole thing that's like, oh, don't you know? If you bring a food scale to a uh, to dinner to a restaurant, you're a fucking weirdo. And I would agree, like you are a weirdo, but that's okay. Be a fucking weirdo. Be a fucking weirdo. Be okay with being a weirdo. You've got goals. You want to achieve them. You're not gonna have to do this shit forever. The goal of fat loss is to get out, get in and get out, like get out of the deficit eventually. And then you can work on maintenance and building up uh, your metabolism and all that. So you know what? If people want to give you shit for bringing a food scale to a restaurant, cool. Let them fucking talk shit. And a lot of people will not be comfortable with that. I, I personally would not be comfortable with that, right? But what I'm saying is like make make it a point of be like be a fucking weirdo. Be okay with tracking your calories. Be okay with, you know, asking people what's in this food. If you go out to eat or you go out to somebody's house and they're making food, like what did you marinate the chicken with? Did you marinate it with oil? Okay, cool. I need to know that stuff because I have to put it in my fitness pal. Did you uh did you fry these potatoes? Cuz if you did, that probably adds an extra 300 to 400 calories of fat because you fried the potatoes in oil. <laughs> you didn't air fry them because air frying is air. Guess how many calories are in air? Zero. So what I'm saying is the unplanned eating out makes things a lot more challenging. All right. So if you find that it's happening every once in a while. Unplanned eating out is happening every once in a while. That's cool. You can probably still stay in a deficit, but you may need to reduce calories the day before or the day after to counteract it. But this is a slippery slope as well because if you are constantly eating out and then the next day you're starving yourself, this may lead to a poor relationship with food and it may lead to binging. So you got to be careful with that too. And if it's happening every once in a while, cool. Just get back on track. You don't have to calorie cycle or anything. But if it's happening multiple times per week, then you may just have to say no. You may have to figure out ways to stay on track with your own by bringing your own food. You may have to be a weirdo and bring the food scale to your friend's house to weigh out your portion of chicken thighs and ask them if they put oil in the marinade, right? You're going to have to be a weirdo. Because if you want to reach your goals, this is what's fucking you up every single week. You're you're doing this shit and you're underestimating calories and you don't know how many calories you're actually eating. And you're putting shit in MyFitnessPal when you know it's like 20 to 50% higher calories than what you're putting in MyFitnessPal. You know that that's the case. So stop trying to fool yourself because if you're not going down in inches and you're not going down on the scale and it's been weeks and weeks... This is what's fucking happening. You're just inconsistent. You're underestimating calories and you're not in a calorie deficit. All right. So next up is calorie cycling. And I talked about this a little bit already, but weekly calories are what matter more than daily calories, right? So if you know that you have something planned for Saturday, you can under eat Thursday, Friday, but also here's another thing too. Like let's say you Tuesday, you get invited after work to go have dinner with some coworkers and you go and you know that oh shit I already ate 
like 1,200 calories already, and I'm only supposed to be eating 1,800 calories. This only leaves me 600 calories for dinner, right? Which is like if you're going out to a bar or like a restaurant, 600 calories is like that's fucking nothing. You're probably not going to find anything on the menu that's 600 calories. Everything's going to be like 800 calories or higher, right? Especially if you get appetizers and shit like that, and dessert. So what you can do is if, if you know that 1,800 is what you're supposed to hit that day or every day, why don't you set your target to 2,200? Now this gives you, this gives you, uh, what this gives you 1,200 calories for dinner, right? So you just gave yourself an extra 400 calories. Maybe I'm doing the math wrong. Whatever. You, you have an extra 400 calories now. What you can do the next day is pull 400 calories from that day. So the next day, instead of eating 1,800, you'd eat 1,400. Now, the next day, you'd have to be smart with the foods that you eat. You're going to have to eat more protein, more vegetables, more fruit, high volume foods to keep you full because 1400 calories is not a lot of food you're used to eating more than that but also just realize like you made a sacrifice you enjoyed the dinner with your coworkers so that the next day you're going to have to sacrifice and what planned eating out allows you to do what planned calorie cycling allows you to do is you sacrifice before you go and do the thing you don't sacrifice as a countermeasure to what you've already done. Those are two big differences. I like to stay on the offensive, not the defensive. The defensive would be, I've got to counteract the damage, the mistakes, the damage that I've already done. And then the offensive would be, I'm going to counteract before I do the damage. Set myself up for success. So I'd much rather have you set yourself up for success, have things planned out, then have them not be planned out. But I know that's not realistic. Most people don't have lives like that, okay? So keep in mind, this is this is supposed to be a phase, not a lifestyle, right? All right, next on my list of tips here is look at the menu beforehand. Look at the menu beforehand. A lot of people don't do this, and then they have no idea what's on the menu, and they go into it completely blind. Also... I would recommend that you pick restaurants where you can get something like a protein and a vegetable, right? So if you go to, let's say, a steakhouse or a seafood place or somewhere like that, you're going to be able to get something that's like a piece of protein, a vegetable, and a starch. And that's that's the way the food's going to come. This makes things so much easier to track. Now, what you need to be careful of tracking is the sauce, the butter, the oil, because all of that stuff is going to be in with the food. So do your best to estimate that stuff, right? But but here's what to do. Look at the menu beforehand. Let's say there's a New York steak, New York strip steak, and it even says the amount of ounces. Or you can ask the waiter, like, don't, don't be afraid to ask the waiter questions. And don't be afraid to be like, hey, if you guys, can you guys cook my vegetables in light oil or light butter? Can you guys, on my baked potato, can you put the butter on the side? Can, on my steak, can you not cook it in oil? Can you grill it? Can I get grilled chicken instead of um, seared chicken? Whatever it is, you know, just try and reduce the calories where you can when you eat out. Now, if, if like I said, if you planned, if you planned ahead of time, 
Don't even worry about that. If you planned ahead of time, just go out and enjoy yourself. You earned it. You planned ahead of time. You fucking earned to not have to stress out about every single calorie. If you didn't plan it ahead of time, then you're going to want to be more precise. And you're going to want to be like, hey, can you put my butter on the side? Hey, no mayo on that burger. Hey, can I do mustard instead because it's zero calories? Hey, can I do sriracha on the side? Whatever it is, like just try to make smarter choices to reduce the calories because if you don't, I promise you that plate of a protein starch and a vegetable is going to go from 600 calories to 1,200 calories just from the sauces and butters and oils that they put on the food to make them more palatable and delicious so that you come back and want more. Now, for those of us who we got goals, we ain't got all fucking year to be in a calorie deficit. We want to get in and get out of this calorie deficit. We don't care about being weirdos. We don't care about um, what other people think. We are going to do what's right for us because we have to live with our decisions. Other people don't have to live with our decisions. So people make comments. People say this and that. Fuck them. You know, they don't know. They don't know what you're doing. And the only reason they're making comments is because they don't have the discipline to not care what other people think. So fuck them. Don't worry about them. So choose a protein, a vegetable, and a starch and, you know, track it to the best of your ability. Okay. And a lot of times you can ask them, hey, is this an eight ounce New York strip? Okay, cool. So boom, my fitness pal, you put in eight ounces of New York strip. Okay. And then you the vegetables, you know that they probably cooked in a tablespoon of oil. Boom, put in a tablespoon of oil. And then maybe it's like broccoli or asparagus, put in like, you know, a cup of broccoli or a cup of asparagus. Easy. You got a large baked potato, cool. Sour cream on the side, it's two ounces of sour cream. Cool. Boom. Done. Some sauce. Whatever that sauce is. Like if it's a, I don't know. Let's say it's a chimichurri. You put in uh you put in a two, it's in a two ounce little ramekin. You put in two ounces of chimichurri. That stuff's going to add up. Trust me. That's like three, that's like three or 400 calories right there. Because they use oil. A lot of those sauces, they use mayo or oil. Or they create an emulsion with oil. I know this because I used to work in restaurants. So just know how many calories are in all that stuff. A lot of people have no fucking idea. So create awareness by tracking your calories. Put all this stuff in MyFitnessPal before you go to the restaurant. And you can even, if you really are worried about being a weirdo, you can call the restaurant and be a weirdo on the phone beforehand. Right? Be a fucking weirdo. Be a weirdo. Call the restaurant beforehand, ask them, hey, on your New York strip special, how many ounces is that? And do you guys cook the vegetables in butter? And how many tablespoon or how many ounces is the ramekin for the sour cream? How many ounces is the ramekin for the sauce, the chimichurri that comes with it? And this is going to make things so much easier to track. You can even track it before you go. And then you know exactly what you're going to eat. And then let's say you have a dinner roll with like a tablespoon of butter. Cool. Fucking put that in my fitness pal too. Track everything. Track everything. Right? Have a Diet Coke. You're good to go. You just you just successfully ate out while staying in a deficit, my friend. Congratulations. You did the impossible. This is what so many people struggle with. You did it. And... and I want to give you a round of applause. Can I do that? There you go. Okay. 
Next, we're going to talk about what to do if you go overboard because a lot of people are going to go overboard. They're going to overshoot their calories that they planned for. And we already talked about like preemptive versus postemptive, if that's even a word, but basically damage control, right? But another another very, very important point to make is like if you went overboard, don't stress out. Don't fucking beat yourself up. Just do better next time, right? If it screws up your deficit for the week, cool. You made a decision. You made a choice. You got to live with that choice. Don't fucking fast and do cardio and punish yourself. Next week, you just do better. Next week, you just try. Next week, maybe you have the sauce on the side and only use like, you know, a tablespoon of the sauce. Next week, you choose a leaner cut of meat. Next week, you ask them to not to actually steam your vegetables and not roast them. I hate steamed vegetables, by the way. You know, but you got to do what you got to do to stay in a deficit because you got goals and you want to achieve those goals. And I'm assuming this stuff is fucking important to you or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't important to you. So act like it's important to you. Stop sacrificing immediate pleasure for short-term discomfort, right? You're sacrificing immediate pleasure for long-term happiness and fulfillment with your health and fitness so stop making these sacrifices stop fucking your future self over stop doing that it's not good for you it's not good for you all right so if you go overboard don't beat yourself up just get back on track the next meal the next day whatever it is just get back on track a lot of people get the dreaded case of the buckets they feel like they messed up and then they're like okay let's fucking blow this baby out i already fucked up i already went over my calories i got the nachos my friend had the nachos she couldn't finish them i was still hungry after my wimpy ass fish and vegetables and baked potatoes and she got the nachos she couldn't finish them so i'm gonna crush them and i don't know how to track those calories because it was like a fucking pile of nachos and i just took them down because they looked so damn good so, my friend, you just got the dreaded case of the fuckets. And then everybody's ordering dessert, and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to get the flourless chocolate cake, too. I don't, by the way, I don't know what restaurant I'm talking about here that has like fish and nachos and then flourless chocolate cake, but it sounds awesome. And then you get the flourless chocolate cake, too, and you're like trying a bite of everybody's dessert, and you're like, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Social tonight, and then you're like, oh, we're going to go to the bar and get some drinks after this, and then you go and get some drinks, then you weigh in on Monday, (laughs) up five pounds, and then you check in with your coach, me, and I'm like, you know, it says your calories are at 1,600, 1,800, but then you're weighing in five pounds heavier after every single weekend. I know what the fuck is going on. I'm not stupid. I was you. <laughs> Some weeks, I still am you. I still make these mistakes. But I got to be real and honest with myself. I didn't eat 800 ca- 1,800 calories. I know damn well I had more like 3,500 calories. I know damn well I'm probably not going to lose any fat this week. I probably wasn't in a deficit this week. But that's okay. Because next week I'm just I'm gonna have a hard talk a, a heart to heart with myself, and then next week I'm gonna get back on track, or the next day I'm gonna get back on track. You know, stop self sabotaging. You know, stop lying to yourself. 
Most importantly, fuck your coach. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Start making better choices for yourself. Start being honest with yourself. And you will actually find a sustainable route to this whole thing. I promise. All right. So anyways, guys, that's the end of the episode. I hope this was helpful. Hope you now understand and know how to eat out while staying on track with your calorie deficit. If you found this helpful, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.